So before we get back to them, I'm going to jump us down to Loudwater, where where all this has been taking place. Um, we have, uh, in the meantime, um, Urash has been hanging out in Loudwater. And Urash, I'm curious, I'm assuming that you haven't just been staring at uh, Greta's horse the whole time. So um, what exactly do you think you've been doing in Loudwater during this time? And then I will tell you about something unusual which happened on that process. Okay, so I think a lot of my time has been stood just staring at Greta's pony, I'll be honest. Okay. It's an interesting <laughs> looking pony, don't get me wrong. Um, but I will have been uh, scouting the area around, making sure the pony was comfortable, um, praying to Tempest, practicing my axe skills, practicing my acrobatics as well, climbing, cutting trees down, that sort of thing. Small trees, like like practicing throwing my axes, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and uh, this this practice that you've been doing has definitely gotten you the notice of some of the uh, town guards of Loudwater. You've actually had a chance to sort of do some practicing with them. They've liked. Uh, they've kind of learned some uh, some of your techniques, basically, um, and uh, you've been able ah, to give the them. Hit it till it dies technique. I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> they they like your ferocity, and and basically, there's a sense that they want to be able to protect uh, Loudwater, perhaps a little bit better than they have to this point. Um, and so they've gathered all this, you know, information from you and all this stuff that they were really excited about. Um, so all of that has uh, worked to your benefit. Um, and uh, this is probably about maybe two days of course i love that we're talking about this as if this has been weeks when in fact we're talking about a day and a half probably but anyway um oh, okay. th things move quickly um at the uh, on the second day um you are in the process of uh, doing some sparring uh, with a well-meaning town guard where you have to pull your punches like only 75 percent you know because like otherwise you'd knock them into next week there were a couple yeah. of accidents um i don't know if anyone ever heard to jump out a game for a minute that bruce lee uh before he learned that he had to dial back his fighting by about 50 percent actually put a couple of stunt guys in the hospital so he was kind of like yeah i need to stop doing that so they so you were you similar you know you had a couple of houses yeah, of healing yeah. visits from people just because you're like sorry <laughs> sorry i don't yeah, um sorry about that. yeah they like it though i mean they they think it's a badge of pride but you know still broken yeah. ribs kind of hard to so um but they're they're doing some training with you um when uh this owl um, comes flying in and settles on the top of the wall above the little um, barracks where the guards are kept um, and sort of looks down at you and hoo -hoo, very uh, intelligent and it's during the day which is unusual obviously for an owl and seems to be staring directly at you Orush. so do I do I find this particularly unusual I would say so because the fact that you have not seen an owl since you've been here a and B Owls don't come out during the day and come specifically to a, like a populated area like this. You know, they're mm. creatures that are by themselves. Um, and the fact that it's staring at you, like just sort of waiting for you to do something seems to indicate something. Okay. Could I cast um, Speak with Animals as a ritual? Uh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I will pop it in chat so everyone knows what I'm doing. I'll say in chat, I'll pop it in the... Um, Roll 20 chat. So basically, cast is a ritual. Although limited by the intelligence of the beast, you can understand and speak with beasts. You learn about the beast's experience over the last day, as well as local places and creatures. If your DM allows, the beast may also complete a small task for you if you can successfully convince it to do so. So I get this just for context. I get this because of my path of the totem warrior and my uh, uh, attunement with nature. Yes. So I will cast this. 
And uh, so the owl waits for you to do so. Your sparring partner sort of looks curiously both at you and the owl. Um, yeah, I, I inform him that I've got some I've got some meditation to do. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break for about an hour or so. So he nods and he goes over and starts you know beating the hell out of some wooden dummy. Um, and uh, you do the ritual. And when you're done, um, you are then able to speak to the creature. And basically, uh, the Although you're able to speak with them, the owl, although intelligent, remains an owl, not a polymorphed anything else. And so the owl basically, whoo, whoo, large gold bird, whoo, large gold bird, see you, whoo, whoo, see you, large gold bird, whoo, whoo. Large gold bird. They must be be talking about Kalismana, right? Whoo. And it says large gold bird again. And um, it sort of turns and kind of points its wing like you can't see where it's pointing, but like basically to the north of the town where the sorry, excuse me, to the south of the town where the hills begin to extend upwards a little bit. Um, That is where Kalismana actually dropped you before. So seems to be pointing in that direction. So it's pointing south towards southward. Correct. That's right. Although not nearly that far, but towards in that direction. Yes. Yeah, but towards like the south. So just for, for uh, geographical reasons, Loudwater's on the road between the High Forest and Southwood, is that correct? Yes, although I would say it's more, it's on the river. Um, there's not really a road as much as it is sort of a river that's ah, there, but yeah. there's a kind of a road, but yes, yeah. Yeah, so I just moved my, my character's portrait out of the way just so I could see the actual splodge where, where Loudwater was. I wasn't quite sure. Um, okay, I'll make, I'll make motions to, to follow it and see if it, see if it goes anywhere. So it does, um, and as you sort of follow it around um, and out of the barracks, it leads you over the bridge. And sure Just enough, as I do. oh yes, am, am I leaving the pony in this state? Uh, I guess that's up to you. Okay, I'm going to take the pony with me. Okay, um, I chose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, hey, I have seen Greta in a bad mood. Okay, I do not want to be deep fried barbarian. All right. <laughs> So um, you bring uh, the pony with you over the bridge. Now, you may not know because you were not here for this, um, but you have to duck flying fish as you go over this bridge. It's kind of a long story. Um, oh, okay. There are, but uh, the pony gets slapped a couple times in the side with a fish. Wait, there's not a roll associated with this. No, 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 no. It's just sort oh, of a, good. it's just kind of a, you then, know. That's what you need me to. It's, <laughs> it's a thing that happens. Yeah, no, you're fine because um, you already know about this enough to avoid it. You, yeah. you kind of know the quirks, you know. And uh, you get over the bridge and it leads you, the owl sort of always waiting, it flies ahead a little bit, then looks over its shoulder, waits for you, then flies higher. And when you get to the top, you can actually see just through a thin line, excuse me, of um, sort of this copse of woods before the actual south wood, um, you can see uh, some large creature with a glint of yellow from its wings uh, that is inside. And it seems to be humming. Can I take a closer look, see if I recognize what the creature might be? Absolutely you can, just as soon as I get my echo machine plugged in that I forgot. Uh, Okay. There we go. (laughs) Right. So, test, test. Me, me, me. There we go. Um, So, uh, you uh, look sort of in the, uh, just past the trees, and you hear um, this creature going, (laughs) Stealing stuff from... Taking the sheep, eating sheep, delicious sheep. It's some kind of nonsense song, but it's a very large, uh, familiar, deep voice. And as you look through, um, you can see uh, Kalismana looking at a suspicious um, spot of ground that seems to have some wool on it. 
um, just wool, and um, as it's humming, that's back. Uh, his back is to you. Yeah. You want uh, a remix of that? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> um, I I will say hello to him. I'll say Kalismana. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he turns around, and you can see that he's got um, some like wool in his teeth, and he kind of like, <clears throat> yes, uh, oh, well, well, it's about time you're present. It feels like it's been an age since I've seen you, Rush. It does. It does feel like a while. When was uh, out of interest? When was the last time we saw each other? I believe it's probably been. Well, I know that I only dropped you off here a couple of days ago, but I feel like it's been several months since we've really had a chat. And it certainly has. Uh, but sorry if I was interrupting anything. He says, uh, what? No, not at all. Um, I was just um, <clears throat> uh, singing. <clears throat> and he sort of, it's like this hairball, but it's actually wool. And kind of like, wool, I was wool. just a um, little hey, nonsense. Yeah, a nonsense song that um, my father taught me when I was just out of the egg. <laughs> Nothing uh, pointless. Anyway, um, I'm glad that you're here. No, and no judgment, man. No judgment. Everyone eats. Yeah, um, you actually noticed on the way out, by the way, that there was a, a couple of um, pens uh, of sheep uh, leading out, and you kind of noticed that there were a few maybe missing, and you're like, ah, I wonder what that might be about, you know, but... That's probably nothing. It's probably okay. <laughs> um, but he looks at you and he says, I see that you got my messenger then. Uh, yeah, the owl, yeah, yeah. And the it owl was, is... It was, odd to see one, it was odd to see one during the day, so I thought I'd have a, a quick chat with it. He, you mentioned large gold bird, and I thought, well, it's either you or a big, a very big eagle. So yes, either which, either which would be cool. So I've tried to speak with him about that, but it just doesn't seem to understand the concept of dragon. Something just there's a short circuit somewhere between its bird and gold and wings. Anyway, I figured that if I sent that to you, you'd probably know the difference. As you know, it doesn't make much sense for me to come into town if we. Don't want to have a full-scale panic on our hands, of course. Very true. Very true. He says, um, but I've been sent to bring you somewhere. Your friends have gathered information that they need, and they need you to return to them. Um, in fact, they think they may have the information that's needed for the next portion of your adventure. Um, but to do that, you're going to have to travel to them. And then he catches sight of the, of the pony, and he's like... And I imagine we'll have to do this the way we did before. I can uh, take the pony in my claws. You can ride on my back. And, um, and then he pauses and he says, Is that Greta's pony by chance? Yes, yes, it is. He says, All right. You, you can see him sort of blink a little bit. He says, <laughs> I suppose I'll need to be especially careful with this then, won't I? I, I would be, yes. If I were in your claws, I definitely would be. All right, uh, just be aware that um, if I happen by some happenstance to drop this thing into the forest, um, it was your idea. Anyway, how about you get up on, the, on my back and uh, we can prepare <laughs> to take off at any time that you're ready. Yep, that's fine by me. Um, just out of character for a second, was there anything I needed to do uh, around this area first? Was there anything else weird or unusual or is it just, you know, rejoining the party now? I think so. I mean, like, I would say that's up to you if there's anything in particular. But when you got to Loudwater, all of this stuff opened up in terms of, like, Greta sort of 
accidentally found her way to Shadowtop. So you could certainly try to do more kind of rumor discovery, but a lot of what you've heard so far has been very vague and it's possible with more time, you can find more information there. But at the moment, Shadowtop, you know, may be the better option, although, you know, joining the rest of the party might be the better option, but that's up to you. It's not hundred yeah. percent. No, definitely. I mean, I've, I've practiced, I've trained, I've meditated, I've prayed, that sort of thing. I, I feel a little bit further away from my curse, which is nice, a little bit closer to Tempest. So it's, it's cool. We will, uh, I'll, I'll rejoin the party. Okay. Um, so, um, you uh, get on the back of Kalismana and... <gasps> my notebook! Oh God, I forgot my notebook. And, uh, he says, your notebook, I'm you say. He says, yeah, yeah. He Carry says, on. Carry on. He, um, so he kind of, you know, pushes there. Um, and as you get on, you notice um, you, you think you are sort of like, it seems a little bit more soft than you're used to. And as yeah. you sort of um, notice that it's because you're sitting on a little bit of wool that's on his um, back. <laughs> and um, he's, he says, um, all right, are you ready to go? Ready. All right. And he uh, takes off into the air. Um, you notice that the owl actually tags along next to you, um, hooting occasionally, and you head directly to the high forest. Um, as you go towards the high forest, he fills you in a little bit about uh, the travels of the party uh, up to the Shadowtop Cathedral and the, uh, right to the north of the Lost Peaks, um, and also fills you in a little bit about what happened with um, the uh, blight that had uh, hit Shadowtop Cathedral. Um, he only knows the very basic details about Turlet. Lang. He doesn't know a lot about him other than to say that he's a treant. Um, and hopefully, bless you, um, that he will hopefully be able to gather more information about that. Um, and uh, as you sail over the star mounts, uh, kind of heading on towards the Lost Peaks, we're going to say that probably is a good, oh, I would say four or five hour uh, trip. Um, this, by the way, for hundreds and hundreds of miles is pretty good, you know, that he's able to do this by himself and maybe, maybe three hours or so, um, from Loudwater to there. And so he points out sort of various places as the sun, uh, continues its rise. And then, uh, as now by about noon and then starts to fall on the other side, maybe about two or three by the time you're heading in towards where Shadowtop Cathedral actually is. Now, in the meantime, the other three of you, Greta and Selsig and River, um, have been at Shadowtop Cathedral after having saved them there. So what I want to ask now is what the three of you want to do. Turlang is obviously now healthy um, and is willing to give you any information that he knows, but you've also got, of course, the centers of knowledge within Shadowtop Cathedral itself um, that, would be able to, uh, that would be able to do this. Um, I think I need sleep at this point in time. <laughs> I'm assuming that you got that. I'm, I'm assuming oh, okay. at this point that you got your full rest. Yes, and that's actually a good point. Um, you were all, of course, level six still. And I think, Greta, that would put you at 56 out of 56, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And River, you'd be at 32 out of 32, I think. Right? Okay. Uh, and then Cell 6, 39 out of 39. Orash yep. is 67 out of 67. I believe. Uh, uh, give me a second. Yep. Okay. Are so, you also level six, Urash? Yes. Yes, yep. I'm level six. Okay. So, um, as you uh, so as you're waiting um, for 
this uh, stuff. You you have um, Turlang has agreed to send word basically to Urash um, and uh, sent out an owl to go find uh, Kalismana, who in turn has gone to find uh, Urash. In the meantime, you have some hours to do some work, um, and so now you have a chance, being fully rested, to gather information. Now, this is information. We'll talk about how you gather information in a minute, but you can ask or look for questions about multiple different things, not necessarily just your specific task of the moment, you know, um, but if there's other stuff that you want to ask, there's no guarantee that this isn't like a place that knows absolutely everything, but it has a lot of information here about various topics and subjects. Um, River, which languages can you read? Let me look. Common, Sylvan, and Draconic. Okay. And Celsic? Yes. Which languages can you read? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Um, I'm pretty sure it's literally like common and halfling. I can't. I'm confused. They changed the layout of the adventure sheet slightly on Roll20, and everything's like distracting me. There's actual gold on my gold. Oh, yeah, everyone, they, my, my players talked about that last time, too. They're like, this is awesome. And then, they, yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot like about that. Excuse me. Um, yep. uh, I can't remember. I haven't had to look at my languages in a while. Where the hell did I put them? <laughs> yeah, it suddenly says I'm dwarf fighter 4th level. I have no clue what's going on here, but it's fine. Make it up as you go along. Scott's this yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, common and halfling is all I can read. Okay. Unless there's any oh. books written in Thieves' Camp. <laughs> which you never know. Isn't. <laughs> I mean, this is a big library. So we are looking for information on Harshneck and the Grey People. and But we could also maybe find something about the Ring of Winter and um, the Giants. <laughs> See, my eyes on the prize, and I was going to be specifically looking for Ring of Winter and maybe trying to find such stuff on the Giants. Well, then I you go for that. I would try to find stuff about the gray people. Fourth grade, that was it. And um, River, what do you want to look for? What do you need me to look for? Um, well, maybe also um, the gray people and uh, the fourth grade, if we found that, and maybe the Ring of Winter and the giants. Okay. Just go through all the books, and if you see something on that topic, are you okay? You look so sad. I'll be fine. Trevor, you need something to eat? <laughs> no. <laughs> I looked. I looked. Not even knowingly. I look at Celtic. I think she is sick. She doesn't want to eat. I sort of look at, are you sure? I've, I've got some food on me. It's okay. I turn back to Greta. What did you say to her? I, I, I said she looks sad and then I offered her some food. Maybe her people will find it rude to be called sad. They did what? I don't know. I, I've, never, I've never met a dragon bird before. Yes, you did. Justice was a dragonborn. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> that was two years ago, literally. 
River, River, what is going on? Why are you crying? But to be fair, just strapped a chair to his back as well, and I didn't consider that standard. <laughs> he also did another thing that I didn't tell you, and it was awful. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> we, we, we did nearly burn a town down. I was there. I, it was not my fault. <laughs> River, River, why are you crying? Big tree man. He told me. He told me that I need to not always food. So I'm trying not to want to eat the food. It's really hard. What? Why would he do that? In order to get into the library. I. I this tree is just insane. Maybe he just means you can't eat food while we're here. Yeah. We shall ask him when we leave. No, don't ask him. Because then we'll know. And if we don't know, we can't be wrong. But if she has given, if she has given her word, we need to, to like clear it up. She cannot just break her word. Or we could just clear the forest. I don't mean cut it down or set it on fire before you get any ideas again. <laughs> Just get clear of the forest. Yeah, we... He he said he's pretty happy to just stay where he is. Yeah, maybe he, now that he is happy, he will not be that harsh on her because this is just not okay. Won't eat no food at all. No. He... Oh. Remember his exact words, because it was a week ago or whatever. But <laughs> but that I shouldn't be obsessed with food, and I I don't know how. This 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 is just not okay. River, we're gonna look through the books, and then you just have like a normal meal with us. And when we leave, we talk to the tree, okay? Okay. I just think we leave the forest. I give my word on lots of things. I never listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just give you the stare. <laughs> I, I just sort of shuffle uncomfortably, stop for poking a bookshelf. <laughs> okay, let's look through the books. <laughs> okay, so let's do this uh, step by step. Thank you for... Say for the follow, say yes to weebs. Uh, thank you for the uh, follow. Welcome to GOGCom. Uh, all right, let's start. Um, I guess we'll start this in turn. So, I believe, um, Greta, you are looking for details about Harshnag and Force Gray. River is looking for details about Harshnag and Force Gray, but Selsig is looking for something slightly different. Am I did I get that right? Yeah, Ring I'm looking for stuff that might look like it's on about the Ring of Winter and, in a broader sense, giants. Okay. Uh, and Greta and River, you are you're focusing on Force Gray and Harshnag. Is that? Yeah, but still, if if I like come around on a book that says Ring of Winter, the full story, <laughs> I will not ignore it. <laughs> like, that'll be good when Selsig finds it in five hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, can, <laughs> we can work together. We can, make, we can just make like three piles, like one pile for Force Gray, one pile for Ring of Winter, one pile for uh, Giants. Gotcha. So there is a, um, there's a, so you begin to do this. Now there's a strange experience that all of you have in this sort of gathering of this information. 
um, which I'm going to have you make uh, a roll at one point to see the level of the information you find. But as you gather this stuff, when you first open these books, um, the writing seems incomprehensible to you. But as you look at the writing, you could swear that it's almost as if the marks form themselves into recognizable languages for you to look at. Um, it's almost as if they're sort of coded, except you're not doing anything to break the code. It's just you open the book and then they sort of uh, form into words that you can actually follow, which is kind of neat. Um, and uh, you don't know whether that would work for everybody, but it works for all of you. Um, so uh, let me have Greta, please, make a... I'm going to have you make a history check for me, but because you're using the benefit of the library, you're going to get plus four to this. I'm just clicking on history and then we add four. Okay, that's fine. Wow, Legion. Wow. Too soon. Too soon. Okay. So 21. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm going to hold that in the back of my mind. You've got, so do you have that. Um, River, let me have you make the same roll, please. History, but you'll do it at plus four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You just keep getting distracted by blah, 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 you know, edible, blah, 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 fungi, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, exactly. blah, gardens, uh, farms, you know, vegetables. <laughs> um, so uh, donuts, uh, that sort of thing. So, um, okay. And then Celsig, I need you to do the same thing. So history, and then you'll do history. plus four. Do that. And then the plus four will be, ooh, 20. 20. All right. So here's what you're able to um, ascertain. You do not find a lot of information about Force Grey, uh, although River does actually manage to gather some information about um, reports of uh, basically people coming across the mess that was left by a party, which sounds a lot like Force Grey. Basically, there was a big battle against orcs that you discovered um, in a village called Parnast that ended up having problems. There's reference to something about um, the cult of the dragon and about a group of people that needed to um, go through Parnast and basically challenge them. And there's reference to some frost giant called Blagothkis, and you don't really know all the details of that. But there's all this, this sort of information and, and stuff um, that seems to be making reference to there was a big fight there, and the result of the fight was a lot of damage and destruction, which tends to be what happens after Force Grey leaves an area. Um, but nothing specific other than to say that at one point they were in the village of Parnast, um, if you had to guess. Um, so that's the information that you find, River, as you're in the process of doing this. Um, Greta, for your part, as you're gathering information about this, you find more details about Harshnag. Um, piecing it together, you're pretty confident that Harshnag is not a group. Harshnag is a creature. And if you had to guess, Harshnag is some special kind of creature. Not human, for sure. Um, it's not clear whether you're dealing with a... It's probably humanoid. You're not clear whether you're dealing with a demon or an orc or a or what exactly. Um, but it definitely is humanoid of some kind. It is unusual. And the thing about Harshnag is the several stories that you've read suggest that Harshnag did not always agree or get along with the methods of Force Grey. That there were times basically where they had disputes. And in fact, one of the stories you read suggested that Harshnag eventually broke away from Force Grey and went solo. Basically, you know... The Dave Matthews Band, when Dave Matthews decided to do a solo project because he had to some, think of some way to come up with an idea that could focus it on him because it's the Dave Matthews Band. 
that will never not bother me. Anyway, um, so he had to do a solo act, um, apparently. And so Harshnag decided that he was going to break away from Force Grey. Um, and so you still don't know what kind of creature he is, but you're positive it's a singular creature. And you're positive uh, that he definitely was not you know, um, you're, you're positive that he definitely did not like what Force Grey was doing towards the end. The other thing that you know is that there are references to him spending a good deal of time in and out of this place called the Deadstone Cleft, um, which is to the east of the High Forest. Uh, it is the place where a lot of stone giants end up hanging out and is frankly rather dangerous to creatures mm -hmm. that are not giants. Sorry. Dead Poets Cleft? Uh, yes, Dead Poets Society. No, Dead Stone Cleft is the name of it. I'm just going to put it in chat, then I have it ready because chat can remind me. Yes, Dead Stone Cleft. It's actually one word, Dead Stone, but other than that, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, so Dead Stone Cleft. And the other thing is a reference to this old village called Oral Bar. Um, Oral Bar apparently was on the same road... Um, that led um, to the village of Lork, which you have not been to yet, and also to Parnast. Uh, in fact, Oralbar is not all that far from Loudwater. You think you may even have heard references to Oralbar in Loudwater when you were there for a short period of time. It is to the northeast of Loudwater. So this village of Oralbar was also a place that in the old days, anyway, Harshnag used to hang out around a lot. Um, one of the odd things about this book, by the way, that you notice, these books that you're reading, is that they make reference to modern events, even though the books themselves look ancient. So a lot of these books look really old, and yet they're making reference to things that happened within sometimes the last couple of months. You're not sure what that's all about, but there's they definitely have modern knowledge and not just old ancient knowledge. Um, so you're able to gather that. And then last, but certainly not least, um, Selsig, as you're reading about uh, Force Grey, uh, sorry, about um, the Ring of Winter and Artist Simber, um, you see many references to the Ring of Winter being used at various times for various bad ends. But beyond the normal bad prophecies, you already know that when the Ring of Winter shows up, it's usually bad because it just like bad things happen around it. But the other thing that you notice is that um, many of these people talk about the fact that when the Ring of Winter appears, it usually means that something has broken down with the traditional order of giants, that the way that the giants are organized is usually broken when the Ring of Winter appears. It's not clear if that is causational, i.e. the Ring of Winter made the order break up, or if it's correlational, which is that every time it shows up, the order is broken. But for whatever reason, when the Ring of Winter surfaces and someone has it, that's usually a good sign that there's bad things going on in the hierarchy of the giants. Um, and how to sort of deal with that, you don't know for sure. You're less successful finding details about Artist Simber, but you definitely do see references to the Harpers and to their desire to try to... Um, prevent things like the Ring of Winter from surfacing for precisely the reasons that I just mentioned. So there have been times in history where the Harpers actually had the ring and have buried it, tried to keep it locked in a vault, um, even sometimes destroy it, but they've never been able to do so successfully. And so it always has a way of eventually finding its way into the open world with the consequent effects that I just talked about. So if you wish, you can kind of come together and put all that stuff together. Your guess is you have another hour or so before um, Orash shows up, if all goes well. So, Okay, I definitely share what I found out about Harshnik being a single creature who's not actually with Force Grey. 
and might hang around in that stone cleft or around oral bore. I share what I've learned about the Harpers being absolute poop at keeping the ring of winter contained. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I share that I found basically nothing. <laughs> no, not entirely true. <laughs> That's true. No, I, I share what, we, what what I learned as well. So yeah, know what's going on. Okay. Um. So, um, you may feel free to look for something else. You probably have time to do one more search, all of you, if you wish, before Ura shows up. Maybe we should also have a look if we can find out something about Ura's cursed eggs. That's fine. I, I, I think it's, it's really something that bothers him, and we should try to help him. Probably notebooks. Hang on. It's one of these. It's this one. <laughs> Everyone's just gathering notebooks. Do they have anything on the running of gambling establishments? No. <laughs> <clears throat> How was Urash X called? Uh, the Blood Axe, wasn't it? The Axe of Blood, the Berserker's Axe. Yep, the Axe of Blood. Okay, in that case, I want to, to see if I can find something about that as well. Make a, a history oh, check for me, thanks, please. Aaron. Greta. Hey! You find about a lot of axes. There's a lot of information <laughs> about axes. Many of them are called axes that cause blood. Um, there are definitely axes that have been close proximity to blood. Um, but you don't find any reference to the axe of blood specifically, although I should say Selsic and River are also welcome to make that check if they wish. Um, but you don't find anything about that specifically, Greta, although you do find references to cursed weapons, a number of those. But there's a lot. apparently there have been a lot of cursed weapons in the history of Faerun. So... I'm yeah, not trying because I think Urash seems perfectly happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, River, if you want to do that, you can. Yeah, I did. I got a, I got a 14. Okay. So you do actually yes, find some... find out who your friends are, don't you? Yeah, you do actually find out I some information. your choice. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume, uh, by the way, Selsic, I'm just going to tell you that you did gather um, some information about... Apparently there was a particularly uh, impressive and dangerous rogue um, who lived far to the north um, in the town of uh, Ascor, um, right near the desert of Anorak, um, who was well known for having put together some pretty impressive um, games of chance in which the house always won. And the story actually ends with him having uh, barely escaped, basically, um, with, uh, with his life. Um, and, uh, but there's, nonetheless, there's kind of a good, you know, good bit of information about how you would actually make this happen. I'm sorry, not Ascor, I beg your pardon. Uh, Newfort is what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, the, the town of Newfort is apparently a place where, to this day, some good gambling is done. Um, just so that you, you have something to tell Orash when he asks you what you were doing there. Um, River, though, for your, uh, for your count, um, you do find some information about the Axe of Blood, and it is disquieting. There is reference to a uh, powerful weapon, a berserker's weapon, which has been used in various wars throughout the centuries and has often turned the tide of battle for the side that had the warrior that was using it. The problem is that inevitably, at the end of one of these conflicts, the Axe always ends up 
in the body or head of the person who once wielded it. Now, it's not clear if they did this to themselves or if something about the violence that sort of consumes them means that eventually someone wants that axe back or wants to just, you know, whatever the reason may be, there are no reports of people wielding this axe who survive from having used it. Um, and the last bit of knowledge and information was probably about a hundred years ago or so, um, in which it made reference to a berserker who used this axe of blood, um, and freed, uh, most of the people around, um, him to do it. Like he was basically fighting off invaders. Um, but his, uh, wife and child were found dead with terrible axe cuts within them and him dead on the doorstep of their house at the end of that war. The axe was never found after that. So can I like, would it be possible for me to immediately take this book over to Greta and be like, I found it. I found something. Sure. Okay. Well, I do that. Greta, 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 Greta. I found a thing and it's bad and it looks like Rorash is not going to be okay. And I'm worried. And now I'm sad again. <laughs> I, I, I tried like hold River with one arm, the book with the other. And I uh, also looking at this and leafing through the book to see if there's some kind of idea how these bad things might not happen. The uh, book itself is a series of historical information with some footnotes from a scholar of the time. And uh, the last two pages make reference to um, something along the lines of some scholars speculate that a curse like this could be removed but it would require the person involved to, and then the last page, oddly, is torn out. Okay, I I look around, maybe I yes, see like a, a page lying around somewhere or something. You do not, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I cast mending on it. You, I mean, the page mends nicely, but it does not mend with letters. Um, you just get a blank, you know, you just get this blank sort of page in its place. We can rewrite the history of this. Yeah, exactly. Draconic dude <laughs> says, write your own page. <laughs> then Urash found it the end. Um, yeah. Okay. I note down the title of the book if I can. So okay. maybe I find it somewhere else. Okay. Um, I mean, there might be other libraries around and at least we have a, have a book that might have a hint and. We can the, find it again somewhere. The title, in case you're interested, is The Use and Histories of Cursed and uh, Damned Weapons, Volume 2. Wow, somebody had a special interest. Yeah. <laughs> it was the second edition. It says there's a Kindle. That's what, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Well, thank you, River. I think you, you, you found a great thing here. Pet, 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 pet. <laughs> um, Urash, at this point, um, Kalosmana is descending... Um, towards a large clearing. Um, and as you get closer, he says, All right, hold on tight. None of these forest creatures understand the importance of a runway. <laughs> and he goes basically like Harrier jet helicopters, you know, into the middle of this um, glade. Uh, several bunnies go flying out of the way, blown away by the wind of his wings, you know, as he lands to the ground. And all of you um, hear a commotion of wings and flapping outside. Um, and then there is um, this loud voice that says, More disruption in my glade. I thought you knew better than this, Kalismana. <laughs> And Kalismana says, Yes, Turlang, you old stick. 
Perhaps I can't do anything differently. I can't just grow roots into the ground like you. I've brought who you were looking for. And uh, so these two deep voices kind of go back and forth. Turlang, by the way, for is as sort of sunny as he was upset. He's still imposing, right? But he is uh, no longer the kind of angry um, sort of blighted figure. He seems to have had just feels much better about life in the universe since you came and helped him. Um, and so, Urash, you slide off of Kalismana's back, um, and you see this massive, even compared to you, massive tree creature, which you can see there sort of staring down at you. And he says... Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> he says, so, it appears that you are the fourth in the party. I am glad to see you appear undamaged. If you would seek your party, you may find them inside Shadowtop Cathedral, where they are gathering information for these mortal quests that you all find so important. And he looks at Kalismana, and Kalismana says, There's no accounting for taste, Turlang. No accounting for taste. They're good people, but remember, they only live about a hundred years or so, maybe. Well, I suppose some of them I live longer. Remember. Right, I was just about to say, some of them perhaps live longer, but most of them still, it's a flicker flash of eternity, you know. And uh, Turlang nods, he says, yes, still their lives are important to them, are they not? You kind of get the feeling, Arash, as if you're like watching mom and dad talk over your head, you know, like as they're just sort of sitting there. And then um, Turlang sort of turns and gestures towards Shadowtop and says, uh, well, in there is where you will find them. I have some discussions to be had with this um, golden bird of yours. And he smiles, and you notice for the first time that the uh, owl is, um, the same owl presumably, is uh, kind of hanging on, perched onto his shoulder, and is sort of hooting quietly into Turlang's ear. Quick question. Yes. What is Turlang? Turlang is a treant. Right. A massive one. In awe of this creature. Oh yeah! Like I, I am just like mouth fully open, cannot speak, staring at him, and I finally managed the words. What are you? you? This, this is magnificent. He says, "Why, thank you. I had begun to think that none of the mortal races had any appreciation for roots." Or branches. I am Turlang, the guardian of Shadowtop Cathedral. And until about two of your days ago, I was greatly ill. Your party has restored my health and my faith. And so, despite my joking, you are most welcome. They have said much of you. In fact, one seemed particularly concerned with your ability to engage in acts of strength. Seems to think you would have been better suited for one of the tests that they took than they were, though your party performed admirably. In any case, I am the guardian of this place and your host. I would, I would have no doubt that my party would have performed admirably and bravely in any of abs- any of our absences but you i i have to say i have always revered living things and living creatures from nature i grew up in a very harsh environment and i have i have recently found 
the path of nature and just seeing seeing something like yourself in physical moving form is just outstanding i am keen to get to my party i have missed them greatly but i must i must ask you questions at some point how does it how does it feel to be literally one with nature but still those those questions can those questions can wait i i must i must see my friends soon if that's okay and he nods and he says certainly but i would be happy to speak more there is something of a pleasure in the speaking of tales of memory and then he kind of drifts his branches of his hand his enormous hand over to the left and uh, as he does so you can see vines are perpetually climbing around his roots and up his body it doesn't seem to bother him it just seems to, like constantly be happening and yeah, um, I'm yeah. Just, yeah Correct. is just he's he's silent and just everything about this is pure magical he he's never seen anything like this before in his life he's almost forgotten about the pony so a few steps on, he's like, oh, oh, God, the pony. <laughs> <laughs> so Kalismata's like, oh, yes, uh, sorry. And he gets up from where he's crushed the pony. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, the pony is actually um, more or less at this point is kind of huddled by your side, Urash, and is kind of like, mm. like shivering at the, like looking up at the or sort of trying not to look up at Turlang. Uh, did we name, has the pony got a name yet or is it still pony? I don't know, Greta. Does it have a name? I tried to name it, but people came up with food names. So for, so far, it does not have a name. It was a mistake okay. trying to name it. <laughs> All right, I'll look at the pony. Come on, sweet roll uh... this way. <laughs> sweet roll. All right. So sweet roll um, follows after you. Um, <laughs> um, as you are uh, looking at Terlang. Yeah, travel along. Um, yeah, definitely, like right next to you. Yeah. Um, so you enter this Shadow Tuff Cathedral, and I think I've mentioned some of this. There's the, uh, you can see this picture of these sort of huge trees that kind of look up. And then there's one tree at the center with massive roots. Um, and at the bottom, below these roots, are what look like steps leading into the earth. And you can actually, as you're getting close to it, hear the sound of voices, rather familiar voices, coming from inside uh, that, that area. Can I see anybody yet? Nope. Okay. I'll just carry on walking with, with Sweet Roll. Now, Sweet Roll is probably not going to fit down those steps. Um, you okay. Maybe, but it would be kind of a little bit tough, so you might need to leave uh, Sweet Roll, can which I, I think uh, is a he. Can I tie Sweet Roll up somewhere? Sure. Cool. You... I will loosely tie Sweet Roll up so that it's obviously not constricting, but right. slack so that it can move if he's scared. Um, so you tie him up to a, you tie him up to a post which says baking sheet on it, and I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, so it's a warm day. Are we going to exactly. Um, you walk down the steps, um, and uh, you find uh, down below your three companions, uh, Greta, and has her arm around River, who seems to be somewhat sad, um, and is occasionally looking over at Selsig who is glancing at this book, um, and all three of them are, don't seem to really notice you when you first come down. 